0: Thank you. Praise the Lord. If you're happy and you know it, shout amen. Amen. Glory to God. We are delighted to be with you. Give me just a little bit more volume here, just a little bit. That way I'll just talk. Thank you for having us. Man, it's a blessing. Uh, We're going to have a great time this morning, tonight, tomorrow night, and Tuesday night. And of course, you know, um, when you have multiple services, things tend to to grow and culminate and that sort of thing. So if you can be in every service, I'll endeavor to be respectful of your time. I I believe God can do things all that he needs to do in a timely fashion. That doesn't mean we rush through, but at the same time, I don't believe in just, you know, dragging things out. Brother Hagin used to tell us, it's all right to ride the horse, just don't drag it to death. (laughs) So we gonna ride the horse, but I promise we won't drag it to death. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Listen, we we have a book table back there. Uh, anything you get back there will be a blessing to you but it will also be a blessing to us because it does go back into the ministry we do travel nationally and internationally and so anything that goes back into the ministry helps facilitate our international travels as well as our ministry here in the states uh... this year we will be in, have been in nigeria canada of course and then we will be in Colombia, singapore malaysia uh... samoa and so next year we head on into china and some different places so Uh, We do that, and we appreciate it. Uh, This is a piano and string CD. I I was a piano major in college, just sat down for about 45 minutes and played uh, no particular melodies. Just uh, actually, as I was recording this, I just sang in the spirit because I wanted to give people something that they could worship God with that doesn't uh, tend to have a multiplicity of, of chord progressions just back and forth very beautifully. So it produces a real nice atmosphere. We might use that one night for ministry. It's back there. Uh, this is a teaching CD called My Peace I Give Thee. If there's anything people need today, they need joy and they need peace. <laughs> We're going to get both of those in these services. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, uh, my peace I give you, Jesus said, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. So I just talked to you about how to walk in the peace of God, access the peace of God. And, And then this is probably one of our newest teaching CDs. It's called Empowered for Living. And you know, I was raised in a particular denominational setting, Southern Baptist. And so when I was 18 years old, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It revolutionized my life as a young man. And so I give you a doctrinal line-upon-line, precept-upon-precept presentation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, If you need more information about that particular subject, or you know someone who may be interested but they're not quite convinced, or that may be you, uh, you listen to this CD and at the end of it you'll be very convinced of its reality. And then, of course, I lead you into the experience with some nice music at the end and coach you in receiving. And then finally we've got other things, but this is a, a... five-CD or five-DVD series. Uh, Brother Hagan had us teach this in his Illinois Crusade, Five Mornings. It's called Have Faith in God. I entitled it Have Faith in God because I've come to realize in working with people through the years that before a per- person can have faith for something, they need confidence and trust in someone. So we talk about the one in whom our faith rests, his nature, his resources, his abilities, and that sort of thing, and then his willingness... To use them for us. He's for us. Hey, Amen. Great words this morning. Good exhortations and woo! Good word, inquire of the Lord. Amen. Well, how many of you'd rather be here than in the hospital this morning? <coughs> how many of you'd rather be here than in jail? <laughs> I asked that question one time. I said, How many of you'd rather be here than in jail? This girl jumped up while she was a young woman. She jumped up. She started dancing. I said, What in the world? She said, I just got out of jail. I said, Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. So anyway, we'll get started this morning. We're going to have a great time. I pray these meetings will be a time of refreshing for you, a time of encouragement with the Word of God, impartations of the Spirit. I don't yet know exactly what service each will be, but we'll just kind of take them as they come. Is that all right? This morning, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter, if you will. 1 Peter chapter 1, we'll begin reading there. Uh, beginning in verse 3 through verse 7. <clears throat> Excuse me, Bruce. Get my latte out. <clears throat> First Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Excuse me, I'll get that frog out. So Peter, writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he said, Hey, those of you who have been born of God, begotten of God, You've become sons and daughters of God. You've been raised to sit in heavenly places with Him. You've received as heirs of God and joint heirs of, uh, uh, with Jesus Christ, you've received an inheritance. And that inheritance is undefiled. Amen. It's reserved for us in heaven. And then he goes on, of course, to say, and while you're here, you have an inheritance that's waiting on you there. But while you're here, you're kept by the power of God through faith. And he says, wherein we greatly rejoice. Man, wouldn't that be awesome if he just put a period right there? Woo! Born of God. Heirs of God. Joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have an inheritance reserved for us in heaven, incorruptible, undefiled. Woo! And while we're here, we're kept by the power of God, through faith, and we rejoice. Well, we do all that. But did you notice he went on to say that as long as we live in this earth with the presence of Satan and sin and human will and volition, that our faith will be tried and the genuineness of our faith will be revealed. Amen. It's just a reality that as long as we live in this world, although born of God, raised to sit in heavenly places, we're in a world that is in a state of degeneration. And as long as we're here, our faith at times will be tested. Our faith will be tried. And he he goes on to say in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 12, he said, don't even think it's a strange thing when you encounter adversities, hardships, opposition in life as though some strange thing has befallen you. Because many times when we face opposition, whatever arena in which it may be, we tend to do some introspection, which is good. But one of the first things I notice people say is, I wonder where I missed it. I wonder what I've done wrong. Well friends, in reality the answer is probably nothing. You probably haven't done anything wrong. It's just called the opposition or the challenges of life. Anybody with me? They're common to the human experience. And so Peter said, don't even think it's strange. But, praise God, through our faith in God, through the power of God, through the Word of God, quite naturally, uh, we overcome. But I want you to notice something in verse 6, 1 Peter Peter 1, verse 6. Notice this, this phrase, if you will. Though now for a season. Everybody say, for a season. season. You know, most often the challenges, the oppositions, the adversities of life, they tend to come in seasons. No one should be in crises all the time. If you're always in crisis, something is wrong with your approach. (laughs) Something's wrong with your approach to life or your response to life. No one lives in crises all the time. But there are seasons of opposition. Seasons where we seemed more pressed than usual. Seasons where there seems to be more obstacles that we must contend with than normal. Everybody say, seasons. So he said, you know, if now, for a season. So most often, once again, these things tend to come in seasons. We don't live in crises all the time. Paul had opposition. Paul had adversity. Paul had seasons of hardship in life and ministry. Have you ever read his personal testimony? Over in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 through 28, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 28. Now, I want to read it to you in the Message Bible because I think it expounds the point more clearly. Uh, He said, I have worked harder. I've been jailed more often. I've been beaten up more times than I can count. Once again, this is the Message version. And at death's door, time after time, He said, I've been flogged five times with the Jews, 39 lashes. That means if you saw Paul at the beach with his shirt off, he'd be covered in stripes and bruises and scars. He said, I've been beaten by Roman rods three times. I've been pummeled with rocks once. I've been shipwrecked three times. I've been immersed in in an open sea for a night and a day. I've been in hard traveling year in, year out. I've had to ford rivers, fend off robbers. Now listen, struggle with friends, struggle with foes. I've been at risk in the city. I've been at risk in the country. I've been endangered by desert sun and sea storm. I've been betrayed by those that I thought were my brothers. Anybody ever been there? I've known drudgery, hard labor, Many a long and lonely night without sleep. Many a missed meal, blasted by the cold, naked to the weather. And he said, and that's not the half of it when you throw in the daily pressures and anxieties of all the churches. (laughs) Paul knew adversity. Paul knew opposition. He had seasons where it seemed that things were more uh, geared toward the pressure than others but I want you to notice Paul's mentality in these seasons of opposition he kinda gives us some insight into his mentality over in 2nd Corinthians and you're familiar with the passage we, we uh, quote it quite often 2nd Corinthians chapter 4 and I want you to read verses 8 and 9 with me once again notice Paul's mentality in these seasons of opposition 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9, Paul said, we are troubled on every side. Mm -hmm. How many of you, have you ever noticed that most often trouble comes with company? (laughs) It's not just one thing, but it tends to come at several fronts at once, you know. He said, we are troubled on every side, but notice his mentality, yet not distressed. That means... I do have external situations that are uh, opposite to my favor in the natural, so to speak. He said, but I'm not going to allow my mind, my mentality, and my heart to enter into that thing and become distressed. Are you with me? So he said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. He said, we are perplexed. What's that mean? Confused. He said, I get a little confused sometimes. Why people act the way they do. Why they respond the way they do. Why situations unfold the way they do, but not in despair. Amen. He said, persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but... Not destroyed. Don't you like the attitude? Don't you like the mentality? I'd say it this way. Christians need a butt revelation. And I'm not talking about the part you're sitting on this morning. I'm talking about the conjunction. Glory to God. Psalm 30 and verse 5 says, Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Psalm 34 and verse 10 says, The young lions may lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want for any good thing. Same chapter in the 19th verse. Our brother quoted it. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. And of course, in the words of Jesus Himself, John 16 and 33, He said, Now in this world, You're going to have opposition, adversity, seasons of hardship perhaps or tribulation. But be of good cheer. Now we don't believe for the opposition. We don't believe for the, you know, some people stay on this side. That's why I say you need a but revelation. Because many Christians camp on the wrong side of the conjunction. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. In this world you'll have tribulation. (laughs) I say, no, don't stop there. Come on through the conjunction. You might be in the valley, but don't stop. Get keep walking till you come up on the mountaintop. Amen. Hallelujah. Raised to sit with him in heavenly places, positionally. But the point is, Paul maintained the proper mentality in these seasons of opposition, and maintaining the proper mentality. In times of opposition, seasons of adversity is crucial to navigating successfully to the other side. Are you with me? So, in life there will be challenges, but we have to maintain the proper mentality. Have a butt revelation. Look at your neighbor and say, you need a butt revelation. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Paul had opposition, we will have opposition, but the good news is none of it overcame him. None of it stopped him and it's not going to stop you either. Amen? We often say if we're going to be a victor, we must abandon the victim mentality. You know, I often say that the highest form of human captivity is a wrong mentality. Are you with me? The highest form of human captivity is a wrong mentality because if we think wrong, we believe wrong. If we believe wrong, we're going to receive the wrong things. Are you with me? So, maintaining this proper mentality and not having the mentality of a victim, but rather a victor. You know, sometimes people say, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know the obstacles that I've faced, the opposition that I have incurred. And friends, I don't know. And I'm not belittling your present situation, your past situations. But the reality is, you cannot drive forward in life looking in the rearview mirror. Are you with me? Never assume for a moment that your present state or condition has any bearing on your future potential or fulfillment. Because things can change in a moment of time. Oh, glory to God. We're not victims, we're victor. We can't drive forward looking in the rear view mirror. You have to shut the door on the past. Are you with me? Stop looking back. There's a, there's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4. And you'll remember it. Remember the widow woman, her husband had passed away. And they were coming to take her two sons to be bondmen. And uh, Elijah said, Elisha ask her, what do you have in the house? She said, well, I don't have anything but a pot of oil. And then he gave her some instructions. He said, well, go gather vessels from all of your neighbors. Gather not a few. And then I, I noticed this instruction. Come in and shut the door on you and your sons. And then begin to pour out. You know, to me, that's a very significant instruction, shut the door, because I believe many times for people, the miracles and the blessings of your future can never come to to pass until you shut the door on the past. The things that have made you sad, the things that have made you mad, the things that have made you bitter, shut the door on those things today and look ahead, amen, because the future's bright. Everybody say, the future's bright. (laughs) So, shutting the door on those things. Stop looking in the rear view mirror. Uh, You know, when, when Moses passed away, talking about new beginnings, when Moses passed away, the first encounter that God had with Joshua, and the first thing he said, and he didn't mix any words, he said, Joshua, Moses is dead. Now get up. Get moving. This is a new day. This is a new beginning. This is a new start. And we have to have that mentality in life. All right, we've had some pretty difficult situations perhaps. Maybe you've been in, in some situations where it caused a great deal of hurt. But you know what? That today, close the chapter. Are you with me? Turn your face Toward the future. Now you might not need what I'm talking about today. But some of you do. And if you don't need what I'm talking about. Put it in your backpack. You'll need it one day. (laughs) Woo! Whoa, glory to God. Anybody happy in here beside me? So as we said, you know. There are seasons of opposition. There are seasons of adversity. We don't live in crisis all the time. But in those seasons of opposition, we must maintain the proper mentality if we're going to navigate successfully to the other side. And so it's very important. You say, well, what do I do, Brother Marty? I'm in a season of opposition. What do I do? Well, just do what you've been taught. I know these pastors have taught you the word of God. Do what the apostle Paul said to do in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. What did he say? 2 Corinthians 4:13. He said, "We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore do what Speak. A strong key to navigating successfully through seasons of opposition and coming out successfully on the other side is very simply believe God's word and speak God's word. Are you with me? Not, what are we going to do? We don't have enough. I feel so bad. Things are so bad. Whatever the situation is, don't say that. Believe the Word and do what? Speak the Word. I know this is elementary, but we have to be reminded of the elementary things of of the Word, don't we? Because we forget. What do I say? Well, why don't you say Psalm 91 and verse 2? What do I say? Why don't you say this? I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. If you got to say something, say that. You're for me. You're my God. You're my refuge. Woo! I'll say that. (laughs) I just preach myself happy. Glory to God. Say Psalm 18 and verse 2. Psalm 18 and verse 2. The Lord is my rock. Sometimes you have to convince yourself of these realities because everything around you is screaming otherwise. That's why you have to interrupt your mind with your mouth and say, the Lord's my rock. He's my fortress. He is my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler. Woo! The horn of my salvation and my high and strong and mighty tower. Are you with me? Yeah. How do I navigate successfully through seasons of opposition? Friends, believe God's Word and speak God's Word. You know, you're well taught here. It's like preaching to the choir. But never forget 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. Anybody born of God? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes this world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Don't you love that? That means victory has been prepared for us. Our faith must be applied to obtain it. But the good news is your faith and my faith in God can never be equaled by its opposition. If we will believe the word and speak the word in these seasons and times of opposition and just by habit every day formulating our our lives according to the word. So listen. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, you'll remember this scripture, Hebrews 12 and 2. It says, for the joy that was set before him, for the joy that was set before him, Christ endured the cross. Amen. Everybody say, for the joy. joy. He endured the cross. cross. You know, most often, I've found in life, most often, when opposition adversities tend to arise. They're really meant to keep me from seeing what's on the other side. The devil wants you to sit down, get discouraged, give up, when stop, when on the other side of that thing is the fulfillment, the blessing, the dream. Are you with me? And and you know, I found personally in my own life that some of the greatest seasons of advancement, of success, of fulfillment have always been preceded by some of the most intense seasons of opposition, adversity, hardship. That's why James said, hey, James chapter 1 verse 2, count it all joy. When you encounter these things, because you have to have the mentality. This adversity, this season of opposition, is working something in me and for me. This opposition will not be my defeat. It's going to be my future launching pad. This test is going to be my testimony. Amen. Amen. Let me repeat it again. I said, sometimes some of your greatest seasons of advancement and success and fulfillment can be preceded by some of the most intense seasons of adversity and opposition. And you say, well, what in the world are you telling me all this this morning? Why are you talking about this? Because it just seemed to me. And it may just be one person, but God will gear a whole message for one person. It just seemed to me that some of you have perhaps been in a season of opposition. You know, uh, as we say, we all encounter those, and God speaks to me in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That he communicates to me a lot like that. And, and you know, I got a psalm one time when I was facing opposition, and it seemed to, to come up this morning, and, and it went like this, and I believe it, it's applicable for some folks in here. Some of you have been in a season of opposition, The enemy has attempted to discourage and detour. That's why you have to inquire the Lord. Discourage and detour. But be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And remain steadfast and endure. Why? Because the tide is turning. The day of victory is near. Now we know in Christ it's here. But... We're talking about vitally. He said, the tide is turning. The day of victory is near. Don't be discouraged. Don't fear. The hopes that you've harbored, the dreams you've believed, they shall come into fruition and they shall be received. So he said, rejoice and be glad. And lift your voice and say, Things are turning around in our favor. Victory is mine today. So bless God I started saying things are turning around in my favor. Woo, wow. You need to set it in motion. We know we've been favored in Christ. We know we've been, things have turned around in Christ. But let me, how many of you know, sometimes you find yourself in some places like <laughs> Paul and Silas did. Hey, they were in Christ, but they were in prison at the midnight hour. And yet, they began to pray and praise. And what happened? God turned that situation around. And it just seemed to me that there's some folks been in in some opposition. But the word of the Lord to you today is, maybe you have been in a season. And you know, those seasons can be long or short sometimes. In a season of opposition and adversity. You've been standing and believing perhaps for some things for quite a while. But the word of the Lord's coming to you this morning. Things are turning around. Things are turning around. Now that's not just a cliche. I had some time yesterday to wait on the Lord. And to see what He wanted to say. And I believe things are going to be set in motion this weekend. We're going to draw a line in the sand with the devil. And we're going to make a declaration where your life is concerned, your relationships are concerned, this church is concerned, your money is concerned. And we're just going to take, you know, draw a line and, and just kind of write it down. Mm-hmm. Things are turning around in our favor. Do you know what a turnaround is? A turnaround is a change in the course of direction. That means, of course, things perhaps have been going in a particular direction and perhaps not in your favor. But then man, God just gets in there and messes that whole thing up the devil's been trying to do. (laughs) And he turns it around. And is that scriptural? Yeah. Uh, Psalm 126, verse 1. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion. And you know, I, I like that word again because sometimes people feel like, well, we messed up so much in this area over and over and over again. Yeah, but He'll turn it again and again and again. Why? Because He never forsakes us, as the song said, in our weaknesses. I know you're for me, not against me. Glory to God. Yeah, so here they were, Egyptian slaves, Making brick out of straw and mud. And then, Psalm 105. What does it say? Psalm 105. And verse 37. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Are you kidding me? from slavery, making bricks out of straw and mud and the next day they woke up and they went out of Egypt with silver and gold and there wasn't one feeble person among their tribes. (laughs) You talk about suddenlies. You talk about a turnaround. And it also says He brought forth His people with joy and is chosen with gladness. Maybe you've been just battling depression. Or oppression. We're drawing a line in the sand this morning. That thing's getting off of you. Things are turning around. Anybody with me? A change in the course of direction. I don't care how long it's been flowing in this direction. It's going to flow the other direction.
1: Woo! Ha, ha, ha. Hee, 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 hey!
0: Amen. Glory. Everybody say, turn around. Turn around. You know, in Job 42 and 10, this is a scripture. God turned the captivity of Job. Now, it looked like everything was lost. He, he had been through such a season... Of opposition. But how many know God can turn things around in such a way that there is no residue or or any evidence of the fact that it was ever that way. Yes. 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 No residue. No evidence that he had ever been through. He got twice as much as he lost. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I've had some of these in my life. Some turnarounds. Anybody want to get in on it this morning? I'm not just a preaching. I'm telling you from the Holy Ghost. Maybe you feel like you've been like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel chapter 3 in the fire. Maybe you feel like, you know, the children of Israel, they were standing there at the Red Sea. The water's in front of them. Pharaoh's breathing down their neck. Looks like no way out. Or maybe you're like, you know, you feel like you're Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel chapter 6. Now, I don't know if you've ever read that story all the way through. But it's pretty interesting. Daniel was doing everything right. Living for God. You know, Do it. he was a man of integrity. But, you know, he got himself in a pickle there with some devious fellows. And so, they're taking him to the, to the pit, to the lion's den. And don't you just know on the way there... He just knew, God is my Deliverer. Yes, amen. Ooh, now would be a glorious time, Lord. But they kept dragging him. And then he got to the edge of the pit, and I'm quite sure in his mind, he said, Zap him! Now's a great time. My Deliverer. <laughs> but he didn't. He went in the lion's den. And that's where a lot of Christians throw in the towel. I thought God was for me. But I'm in the den. I know. And the lions are all around me. Yeah. But finish the story. In the morning, they came, in verse 26, and took him up out of the den. And there was no manner of hurt upon him. No evidence that he'd ever been in there. Ah, ah. Glory to God. When you're in the den, don't throw in the towel. Stay in faith. Why? Because in the morning, you're coming up out of that thing. And there'll be no manner of hurt upon you. No evidence or residue. Anybody believe it today? I'm telling you this morning, no matter where you've been, what you're in presently, or have experienced, these meetings, I just believe, as we said, we're, going, we're drawing a line in the sand. And we're making a declaration to the devil and all his cohorts that our situation, whatever it may be, is turning around. And it turns around now. This is the demarcation point. It turns around now. And every day you're going to say, thank you, Lord. Things are turning around in our or in my favor. It's not going to be like it has been. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. It's a new start. Something is shifting in the unseen realm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's some things going to come to pass around here now. I'm telling you that. I'm going to talk to you about that. So you better get ready. Glory to God. Now you know, Lillian B Yeomans. Anybody ever heard of Lillian B. Yeomans? She was a medical doctor in the 1940s, I believe. She was converted, uh, you know, by the power of God, she was delivered from. She was a medical doctor, but she'd gotten addicted to morphine, and she was supernaturally delivered. Then she had a tremendous healing ministry. But she made this statement. She said, praise hastens victory. Praise hastens victory. There's something about praising God in advance because you believe things are turning around here. Glory to God. I'm going to praise God having not seen yet believing. Woo, I'm on praising and getting happy about it. As one person says, your celebration is a demonstration of your faith in the fact that God is turning turning things around in your favor. I said your celebration is a demonstration of your faith in the fact that God is turning things around. God is working in our favor. God is for us. Anybody want to praise God in here? Anybody want to rejoice? You know what rejoice means, don't you? means to feel and show great joy. Now, I can get happy. I was raised Southern Baptist. But when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, I've been wild ever since. I can run over these chairs. I might run on the back of them. I have been known to do that.
1: <laughs> if I get in the Spirit.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. You don't want to be like that little gal that thought she was in the Spirit and took off and ended up with her dress over her head down in the middle. Of it. <laughs> I have seen some stuff through the years, believe you me. Things you don't want to see, things you don't mind seeing. But anyway, everybody stand up this morning. We are going to praise God. Where, where's that other microphone? I'm going to change mics. Thank you, Pastor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now I told it is Bruce, right? I told Bruce crank her up because I like it. I like it to fill the house. You know, I'll tell you in a minute. But, but in a moment, in a moment, I'll tell you when Bruce. Not yet. In a moment, I'm going to count to three, and we're going to lift our voice in a shout of praise to God. What is the word of the Lord to you? May I repeat it? Many of you have been in a season, could be long, could have been short, of opposition. Maybe you've been there and are now. The enemy has attempted to discourage and detour, but be strong in the Lord and the power of His might and remain steadfast and endure because the tide is turning. The day of victory is here. The devil is defeated. It's going to be a glorious year.
1: (laughs) So rejoice. Be glad.
0: Lift your voice and say, things are turning around in my favor, my family's favor, our church's favor. Things are turning around in our favor. Victory's ours today. Do you believe that? Well, on the count of three, I want you to let your celebration be a demonstration of your faith in the fact that God is exactly doing what he said. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Go ahead, sister. Help yourself. Turn it on there, bro. Crank it up. I can't hear it.
1: Hallelujah. Bring it up, Bruce. Bring it up. Hey! God is about to turn some things around. He'll lift us up and take us up to higher ground. We're not defeated. We're We're not not going going down. down. Yeah, bring the up. God is about to turn some things around. around. Hey! God is about to turn some things around. Bring more track, more track. Lift us up and take us up to higher ground Hey, we're not defeated We're not going down God
0: is about to turn some things around Woo, listen now We're see. we're not looking to the past anymore We're gearing up and we're going up And we're going through a brand new door Things are going to get better Than they've ever been before God is about to turn some things
1: around God is about to turn some things around Gonna lift us up and take us up to higher ground We're not defeated, we're not not going down
0: God is about to turn some things around Listen now We're seeing an increase of the spirit and the power Mighty signs and wonders being wrought In this hour, no failure any longer This church is getting stronger God is about to turn some things
1: around Hey!
0: So don't let go of your faith It will soon become sight Open your mouth and confess the word Everything's gonna be alright This is the time of victory Your breakthrough now is
1: here God is about to turn some things around Well, go ahead and shout a little bit (laughs) It's turning around I said it's turning around (laughs) God is about to turn some things around (laughs) Gonna lift you up Take you up to higher ground (laughs) You're not defeated God is about to turn some things around. Yeah. We gonna lift you up and take you up to higher ground. You're not defeated. Not, defeated. not going, going down. No. God is about to turn some things around. <laughs> Woo! Hey! You're not defeated. You're not going down. About to, God is about to turn some things God is about to turn some things
0: God is about to turn some things around Woo! Anybody believe it in here? Bruce, look here up at me Bruce, give me more mic More mic and more track I like it hot Put it up I'm going to sing that
1: again I like to shake the room in here Crank it up, bro Sit One more time I think we just need to get happy more track. God, God is about, about I want to just shake the building. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Gonna you lift us up and take us up to higher ground. We're not defeated. We're not <laughs> going.
0: Come on back tonight. We're going to have some more fun. I'm so happy I could run around the building. Matter of fact, I think I will. <laughs>
2: You got some situations in life? We were a, a, a smaller church, more of a family. We get to know some of the situations some of our folks have been in. And we, we can we can even name some situations that some of us have been in, and then all of a sudden God started turning it around. <laughs> we're seeing defeat, defeat, defeat. No progress, no progress, no progress. And then God turned it around. <laughs> But just like with the Israelites, we sometimes forget the times he's turned it around in the past. And we think this time we're going down. But we're not. God brought you through it before. He's going to bring you through it again. The only difference is now you're stronger. Now you got more faith. Now you got more word. So surely you can handle a bigger situation. <laughs> you can handle a bigger turnaround. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. I think of Darius when he got the news Don't bother to teach her anymore. Your daughter's dead. It looked like his situation was turning to worse. But Jesus said to him I'm sorry, I got here too late. He didn't say that? He said, Well, I could have healed her, but now she's dead. He didn't say that either. What did he say? Only believe. Do not be afraid. Only believe. All things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible. No matter how bad our situation looks. No matter that came from the devil. Whether it came from your neighbor, whether it came from a relative, or came from yourself. God can turn it around. God can turn it around. We got countless examples in the Word. Well, it was a good start here this morning, what do you think? (laughs) Hope you can make it on back. We're going back here tonight. If you need an offering envelope, just hold up your hand. We're going to take up an offering here. First offering for Brother Marty. Hold your hand up. Making out a check, just make it out to Zoe, ZCF, whatever you normally do. And we will give him one check at the end. Just keep your hand up if you need that. If you have a praise report, you can trust uh, put that in there too. Hand that around. There we got another one. That's good. All right. If you need a moment to fill out your... Your offering That's all right. We'll take a moment here and do that. Really appreciate the way you all have been staying up with the praise reports. We've done it for years where people gave them, and we get one or two a month. And so we switched, and we're doing it where we're reading them, and we're getting how many a week? <laughs> it's better that way. I get requests every once in a while if someone wants us to, to let them speak it. We, uh, we're, not, we're not having feet in both pools. We were in the other pool. It didn't work. We're in this pool now. Write them down. We'll read them, and we'll get to, we get more. I like hearing 6, 10, 15 praise reports a, on a Sunday. That's good. That's telling us that God's doing some, some work. And then afterwards, after you hear the praise report, go on back there and find out what else went on, because there's probably more that went on than what just they wrote down. Ask them about some things. So we'd like to hear that, uh, that from you. Everybody got your offering ready? Are you guys ready? All right. Let's pray over this. Father, we just thank you for a good offering for Brother Marty. We thank you for a good word here this morning and more to come. Yes. To encourage us to realize that no matter how dark our situation looks, no matter how hopeless it might be, whether we're at the mouth of a lion's den, the edge of the fiery furnace, the shore of the Red Sea, out in the wilderness without water facing a battle with only a few hundred you can turn our situations around help us to never be like the man who heard the words of the prophet tomorrow this day flour will sell for this wheat will sell for this and out of his own mouth he said Though God were to open the windows of heaven, how could that be? And the prophet said to him, well, you will see it, but you won't taste it. Sure enough, just as sure as the prophet said, speaking the words of God, it happened. No matter how dark our day looks today, tomorrow is bright. As long as we turn it over to you, listen to what you have to say and do as you instruct and not as our flesh wants not as our mind can reason but as our spirit hears we thank you for it in the name of Jesus we pray Amen, Amen. ushers come on if you um, we, we didn't get anything much up on the website this, this week because uh, the recording computer was here and we were someplace else but we had to leave it here, otherwise the other things wouldn't be recorded. So we had to leave that here. But uh, up on the website, we put last Sunday's uh, 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 sermon uh, service up on the website. If you weren't here for last Sunday, that's up there for you. We want you to be able to grab hold of that. Uh, and we also went over Wednesday. If you weren't here for Wednesday, we went over the part of Peter's sermon where he spoke about where he quoted Joel's prophecy. And if you were here, we showed you there was one word he changed. He changed one word, and it changed the entire meaning of what was going on. And boy, does it open up some stuff. He preached that by the inspiration of God. It changed the meaning of what was happening. He didn't understand up until that time. He did not understand that it meant this. But he changed one word, and oh, did it change the meaning. If you missed that, it's up there on the website. You can go up there and get that. Have some praise reports.
3: I'm excited about these. I can't stand right. (laughs) Okay, Nicole just gave me this one. um, She said, I had signed my lease in June for my apartment for the school year. I'm taking after Brother Ruddy, Excuse me. She said, the plan was to pay $6.99 a month, but last week I was told I must have six months of rent prior to moving in. The devil's trying to discourage me, but he has not, and he will not succeed. How many of you know that no matter how short a time it is, God can still... Bring in that the finances needed. Amen. Now says I want to thank God for turning my short season of trial earlier this year after I left my job. He turned around my situation and that, propelled me to a new future with a new job. <coughs> Pummeled, propelled, whatever. He catapulted me into favor. <laughs> now Sharon says I was blessed by someone financially, and in turn I was able to bless a friend. And not the word in action, blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Corey says, thanks to my parents, I was able to buy myself a new car. Glory to God. Glory to God. I expect a ride. (laughs) It does have seatbelts, right? (laughs) Okay, Ray says, I thank God that I continue to receive favor at my place of employment. And he continues to give me wisdom to achieve more. Amen. Chelsea said, um, God answered my prayers and blessed me with a beautiful new car. (laughs) We got new cars, financial blessings, favor on our jobs. Sounds to me like God's already turning some stuff around here. Amen. Um, One last last thing we have. I wanted to ask all of you, you know, we did these blessing bags. This is the last one, the very last one. Before I go ahead and give this out, Miss Elizabeth, this is your blessing bag. And, you know, we did, we did this and we told everybody about the blessings that were in there. I've already given the, um, the book by uh, Brother uh, Copeland on prospering, strategies to prospering and financial breakthrough. And the shirt that we made up for everybody says, Born to be Blessed. How many of you have been wearing that shirt? Have you gotten any comments from people or looks? Isn't it awesome? <laughs> people read your shirt and they go... What is this about? Born to be blessed. And, you know, when pastor was talking about blessing, you know, God doesn't just come and hand the the harvest to us. We have to go out and receive it. So, Miss Elizabeth, come receive your harvest here. Come receive your blessing. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome home. Also, just a real quick thing about these. I've heard from some of you that the DVD... Um, When you're watching the DVD, the first track is not working proper. If that's the case, please bring your DVD back to me, and I'll send it back to them, and they'll give us a new one. Okay? So if you do have or any of the the, CDs, I think there's three CDs in there. Any of them that don't work, bring them back to me, and I'll get you something to replace it.